Well, here we are in the second half of June. July is getting close. It's time to think about football. Now, why do I say that? Because I have some friends who are very, very passionate about fantasy football. And they spend the year studying all the football players, looking at all the statistics to get the perfect team in order to win something that isn't real. But, you know, it could, be, could have been drugs, but it's this, so I suppose that's harmless. Our Lord is assembling a team. Why did he pick the men that he did? Why those 12? Well, to understand why he picked those men, you have to understand what he was picking them for. What was the task? You know, the right tool for the right job. And it's unfortunate that in our first line of the gospel, we have a less than ideal translation. It says, at the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them. That pity is not really the best word because for American English, when we hear the word pity, we think, isn't it awful to be you? I feel really sorry for you that you're you. I'm sure glad that I'm not you. That's usually how we hear the word pity. But in the original Greek, it's closer to say that he suffered in his heart for them. That's where we get compassion in the Latin, compassio, to suffer with. He saw that the people were suffering like sheep without a shepherd. The life expectancy of sheep without a shepherd is very low indeed. And then he says something rather unexpected. The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. Why didn't the disciples say, so do something about it, you're God. You know, snap your fingers. Make all the problems just go away. Be awesome. Go. We're watching. We'll even write it down. Why didn't our Lord do that? Because he's not just here to fix problems. He's here to raise up disciples who are spiritually mature, who are willing to put aside all of their fallen unselfishness so that they can love neighbor for the love of God. And that involves serving people even when they're difficult, even when they're unlikable, loving them even when they at least appear and behave as being unlovable. That's hard work. Why would he do that? Well, parents know once a kid arrives in the world, that's a game changer. And either you learn to live with the center outside of yourself, to put yourself second, third, fourth, and fifth for everything, or it's not going to work. And if you put the center outside of yourself, you can cultivate resentment and bitterness I know one mom who, you know, the kid would go out the door at winter time and say, here, wear your hat. If you get sick, I'm the one who gets stuck taking care of you. Well, can you feel the love? Can you feel the love? There's just a little bit of resentment in there. That's not good for us. Why? Because serving resentfully, loving bitterly, makes us unlike God. When we work hard to serve people who are difficult, who are ungrateful, who are even clueless about what we do for them, that stretches our heart for greater glory. That makes us more like God. 
And that's why rather than just snapping his fingers and fixing everything, our Lord says to the apostles, and now he says to us, I got a job for you. And if we look at the other callings of the disciples in the other Gospels, we see that he sends them out two by two. Why? To remind us that we're not sufficient. That we don't have the strength, the energy, the wisdom, or the goodness to do things on our own. And if we read this in light of Ephesians 6 from St. Paul, putting on the whole armor of God, all the armor is in the front. There's no armor in the back. Why? Because we're meant to stand side by side and have an unbroken line against evil. And now we see the wisdom of our Lord because in our contemporary world where we're marinated, drowned, pickled, overrun by the madness of the world, social media, the 24-7 news cycle, the world, the flesh, and the devil blaring at you through your magic story box tells faithful Catholics you're crazy. You're alone. No one else thinks that you. Where's your rainbow flag? Why aren't you buying season tickets at the Dodgers? Why aren't you running around yelling, my body, my choice, all love counts, love is love? What's wrong with you? Why be so weird? So our Lord sends us out in pairs and in communities to remind us that we are not alone. That we have companions, please God, companions that we can count on. But even more than that, it's not enough to say we, members of the body of Christ, work side by side. Many hands make lighter work. That's not the whole story. The whole story is our past runs through our present into our future. The great saints who've gone before us are in heaven cheering us towards the finish line, interceding for us. Our Lady, Queen of Heaven, says, walk in the footsteps of my son it is the only way. The angels of heaven cry out, let us help you do the God-given work. And then we have a couple of options. We might say, is this going to take long? Or we might say, I'm busy. I'll get to around eventually to working with Christ to help save the world, to proclaim the kingdom. But... I got things to do first. Or we can wake up and see that we really are in a battle. We really are in a war. That souls and lives are at stake. And we each have a role to play. On this day of Sabbath rest, ask for the grace to hear the Lord Call your name. Let him speak to you your mission. And then ask for the grace to say the yes that only you can give. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.